Welcome to the show. Here's my dad. On this episode of the Infant Adoption Guide podcast, you'll learn about how to fund your infant adoption the smart way with Jeremy and Lori from fundyouradoption.tv. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Infant Adoption Guide podcast. My name's Tim Elder, and this is the podcast all about domestic infant adoption. So if you're a faithful listener or this is the first time you're listening, welcome and thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to talk about the number one struggle most of us have when trying to build our family through infant adoption, which is how to fund your adoption without going crazy, how to find the ways you need to fund your adoption given your income, giving your situation. And I've talked to a lot of folks who just get discouraged. Some of them give up because they can't figure out how to fund their adoption. The, the, it's overwhelming, the costs. But I believe there's so many resources and so much information available that no one should be turned away from adoption. And I brought in two people that agree with me wholeheartedly. They are Jeremy and Lori Resmer of fundyouradoption.tv. There are a couple who have successfully adopted because they figured out how to fund their adoption. They prayed about it. They learned about it. They learned about fundraisers and grants and all the other things that they can do to pay for their adoption expenses. So they took the info they learned and they ran with it. They took financial inventory of their own situation. And with their limited income, they still accepted the challenge they developed and followed their own detailed plan of decreasing expenses and having fundraising events and applying for grants and moonlighting and selling adoption t-shirts, all of this stuff. And it actually worked. Within 12 months, they fully funded their own adoption and raised over $47,000. Isn't that amazing? So they want to share what they've learned with us today. And they share what they learned through their website, fundyouradoption.tv. But Jeremy and Lori today are going to share their tips, their resources, information. We're going to talk about all the stuff, how they did it, and how you can too to fund your adoption the smart way. Plus, at the end of this episode, you, you have to stick around for this. We're going to do something really cool. We're going to have a giveaway. We don't do this very often, so you got to pay attention. It's a limited time, but it's really cool. Stick around towards the end of the interview. We'll talk about that cool giveaway for you. It's going to be awesome. You're going to love it, and I hope you... Uh, Stick around for that. Here's the interview with Jeremy and Lori of FundYourAdoption.tv. All right, I have Jeremy and Lori here from FundYourAdoption.tv, and they are going to explain their adoption story. They're going to talk all about fundraising for your adoption, which is a huge topic. We'll try to keep it brief as we can and just go through as many questions as we can. But I want to welcome Jeremy and Lori to the Infant Adoption Guide podcast. Thank you for coming on. I know we've tried to set this up for the last, I don't know how many months, so I'm glad our schedules finally worked out and we can talk about this because it's a huge, huge topic in my surveys that I do for my audience. The number one thing, how do we fund our adoption? How do we figure out the cost? The costs are so high. And I even see people on my Facebook groups that just say, you know what, we can't adopt. It's $40,000. $40,000. We don't have that kind of money just laying around. And I feel so bad for those people because I know you can do it. And I've seen people do it. And there's a lot of ways to get creative about it. And and why adoption costs so much is a whole nother topic, a whole nother podcast uh, that we've done and we will do more of. But uh, here we want to talk about, okay, we know your costs are going to be high. What do we do about it? 
But first, I want you guys to just explain who you are. What's your adoption story? Why you created FundYourAdoption.tv? And uh, I don't know who wants to start. Jeremy, why don't you go ahead and start? Our adoption story, I think, started at the birth of our son. Because my wife, you know, when we first got married, uh, Lori would you know, talk about her desire to want to adopt. And it was sort of in one ear and out the other for me. It just wasn't something I really thought about. Uh, but our son, when he was born, he was born uh, about 10 weeks early and uh, spent several weeks in the NICU. And it was during that time where, you know, Lori and I were going back and forth every day, spending time with our son and still trying to work and pay the bills and all of that. And uh, I remember, you know, being in the NICU and just thinking, you know what? We need to adopt. And I'm not sure really what happened exactly, but I just felt this strong urge that we needed to start the process. So I shared that with Lori and, you know, lo and behold, the next day we're on the path to adopting. It was, she took that as the green light to go ahead. So she started doing the research and it kind of took me by surprise because I wasn't thinking that, that she was going to go get started immediately. But as it turned out, she did. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess, I guess we're in. So that was kind of the, the start of it. And then once, once we got into that process, I'll let Lori tell you more about it because she was the one who really acted as the catalyst and the person that made it happen uh, in terms of you know, funding our adoption. Yeah, well, Jeremy says our story started in, with the birth of our son, but really it started a few years before that when we met in Kenya. We met on the mission field. And uh, I, I really think that has a lot to do with our adoption story, just traveling a ton and doing a lot of mission work. We've actually seen the orphan crisis up close and personal. And I think once you see it, you just really, it, it just changes you and it opens your eyes to the needs around the world. And so that, that for us is why we chose to adopt from, from Africa. We knew we wanted to adopt from some country in Africa and also why we chose international as well, just because we, that's, that's where our story as a family started. So, but yeah, I mean, for us, we, you know, we were both working, I was working for a ministry at the time and Jeremy was doing some contract work. And so we weren't bringing in a lot of money and we didn't have a lot in savings or anything. And so we, we knew we wanted to adopt, but we knew that we were going to have to bring in some outside funds somehow, whether it be through uh, fundraisers or grants, things like that. But we had no idea what we, what we were doing. So at that point, we just started researching and digging. And, and at the time, there, there wasn't really a, a great resource or website that laid it all out for you. And so we just started piecemealing things together. We did a, t- a ton of research and we read a lot of blogs and things like that. So we just started putting together our plan at that point. We said, okay, you know, we've got to raise, I think it was thirty-five dollars or $40,000 was the, the estimated cost. And we said, okay, we've got to raise this much. And we have this much time to do it. And we just started, you know, selecting some, some fundraisers and found out some grants that we were eligible for. So we started filling out applications and things like that. So it was just really about research and planning at, at the beginning. Yeah, and I think the other part, too, that was huge for us was, you know, when we created a plan, we, we sort of just stuck with it. We're like, well, let's just, you know, we'll do this fundraiser and see how it goes. And, you know, if it goes well, we'll kind of schedule another one and, you know, simultaneously, Lori was you know, looking at different grants and filling out those applications and managing that whole process. And so, 
through all of that, we sort of kind of came up with our own system. You know, we had all these spreadsheets to manage adoption expenses. We, we knew how to save our stuff online and to, you know, be able to, you know, really just track everything that was coming in, everything that was going out. And then I think after, you know, we were in the middle of the process because our adoption took, what, over four years to complete. But it was after about two or two and a half years that we were in the in the process, we said, you know what, we can help a lot of other families just using the resources and the tools and uh, the spreadsheets and things like that that we created. So we're like, you know what, let's just create a website. So that's when we started Fund Your Adoption. And we just started building and adding different fundraisers and you know, all the different grants and grant matrix and just continue to go from there, starting from what we had from our own adoption. So this was kind of uh, something that you were building to help yourself, but while you're going through, you're like, hey, we could help other people too, yes? Exactly, right. And, uh, you know, I, I have a sort of a background in marketing and uh, a lot of experience doing online marketing. So said, hey, you know, I can build this site on my own, and then we can just start generating traffic through a few different uh, avenues. And in kind of went along with that was, you know, I worked for a ministry. At that point, I was, I was working for a ministry called World Orphans. And so I had a lot of contacts and peers who were in uh, orphan care. And so folks from places like Show Hope and Life Song, places like that, I would see them at conferences. And so it allowed me to start asking some of those questions, talking with those guys. And we had our own podcast as well, and we were doing some different things. So it worked out really good because we saw as put out more content, more and more people were sort of responding to it and sharing their feedback. And so that kind of just encouraged us to, to keep going. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, your site is full of stuff, full of information and and your story. So I think people definitely can go to fundyouradoption.tv and, and learn a lot more than we're even going to be able to discuss here. So thank you for sharing your story. I know you got a lot more you could talk about that. I, anybody that wants to share their adoption story, I think could go on for hours probably just talking about it because you're just, uh, you know, you're passionate about your own, your own story, which is great. So thank you for, for sharing that. And one thing I wanted to just, I guess, touch on is what are the expenses that you guys come up with them? What can people run into? And I, this audience, uh, the folks listening to this, it's Infant Adoption Guide podcast, right? So mostly anybody listening to this are not going to be looking into international or foster care adoption or anything like that. We're going to be like pretty much the private agency, domestic, independent adoption types. What would the range of costs be that you found out? in your, your research? Well, I mean, the range of costs from some of our families that we've heard, you know, anywhere between 20,000 to around sort of that $40,000 range. I mean, I think there's a lot of different factors that play into that. And the costs are going to be different based on the agency, based on the state. If it's a a family is paying for some of the medical costs for the, you know, for the birth mother. So there's a few different things that play into that. But in terms of range, I think sort of that uh, 20 to 40,000 is what we've heard most from the families that we work with. Yeah, me too. And 
unfortunately, there's no one resource you can go to and go, okay, this is what everybody is paid <laughs> because it's just, like you said, there's so many different scenarios and circumstances and, and uh, not tracked by the government and all those kinds of things. So, but I would say adopt families magazine, they put a survey out and I would say that falls right in the line. They're 20 to 40,000. And obviously people have done it for less and people have done it for more. So there's, there are a lot of, uh, like I said, different circumstances that affect the costs. Uh, but let's touch on briefly what some of those expenses are. Can you just run down a quick list? Sure. There's going to be attorney fees. There's going to be uh, agency fees. If you're working with an adoption agency, home study, medical costs for birth mother, could be transportation costs for birth mother, could be foster care, monthly support, could be travel if, if you're going to be uh, traveling to another state to adopt. Uh, all your background checks and legal uh, things that you have to do for the for the state. Yeah. So, uh, there's a huge long list, and if you adopt internationally, it's even longer. Yeah. But, um, it just really depends on the state because uh, every state has different requirements and whatnot. So there's all those different steps that you have to go through as far as paperwork. Um, they usually have fees attached to them. Very true. What, one of the things, too, Tim, is what we found with agencies is some agencies do an incredible job of laying out all of the fees, and they you know, will put them in really good detail. They'll have a paragraph or a couple paragraphs for, for what those fees are. And then there's some agencies that will just list the fee and you don't even really know what it is. And so for us, we always encourage families to have time to sit down, uh, schedule time to sit down with either your agency or your attorney and make sure that you fully understand what those fees are and if those fees could be adjusted or if those are, you know, basically a hard known cost. Because I think the more information you know as it relates to those fees and the better understanding that you have will sort of just prepare you for kind of what to expect and to also to get a sense for, okay, what unknowns do we have? Because that actually will help you to do some of your planning when you're trying to set your fundraising goal. Yeah, because you really need to know what you need how much money you even need. I mean, you can fundraise and try to come up with different ways to pay for your adoption, but you really need to understand your expenses. And like you said, it does depend on the type of adoption you go through. If you go through an agency, you just go through an attorney. If you do an independent adoption, you are, you're doing your own outreach. So you can spend a lot of money on just outreach going through the internet and other places. So you need to understand, and this is not the place to hash all that out. Uh, uh, there are places uh, you can go on the infantadoptionguide.com blog and f find some places to figure out the type of adoption you want to go down to. But just know that generally you're going to pay between 20 and 40,000. And I know that's a huge range, but we covered some of the expenses and why some of those ranges are there. It depends on the agency, depends on the attorneys, those types of things, medical expenses. So those things are unknowns. That's why there's a big range, I guess, is the, the real deal. Because a lot of people go, why is there such a huge range? That's a double the, <laughs> you know, from 20 to 40 is double. But there is so many variables. That is the reason why. So let's get into some of what it means to fund your adoption. Like, how did you guys, I mean, you, you mentioned you had some spreadsheets. You went down and found some grants and all that stuff. Uh, you funded your adoption primarily through grants or did you have a big combination of things? Yeah, ours was primarily through grants. We we were very blessed to 
to be awarded several grants, and we were awarded over $30,000 just in grants alone. Wow. So okay. That was huge for us. And then we, we just took on some extra work, and we, we were able to come up with about $7,000 just out of our personal funds. T-shirts, we designed a T-shirt and sold those and made about $2,100. And then we actually had a really awesome event in my hometown in Tennessee. There's a church there that they actually do a carnival every year. They've turned it into an annual event and they select a family every year for the proceeds to go to. So they had all kinds of kids games and live music and just all these little uh, carnival rides. I mean, it was it was really it was really neat how they did it. Uh, and then they had a silent auction as well. And so about $5,000 came in from that. Wow. So, yeah, we were able just to uh, do some, some different things. And we ended up raising about $47,000 in total. Yeah, and Tim, what was cool about that, the adoption carnival was, you know, we're huge proponents of doing sort of multiple fundraisers within one event. So really it was an adoption carnival. But then, you know, Lori and I were going to do a silent auction and so we talked with the person in charge of the carnival and we asked about that and she said, oh, that would be fantastic. Let's do it. So we just, you know, went around to local businesses and just talked to people. And we had some really, really great donations, gift certificates and some friends that, you know, own businesses had given away different prizes and, and, and different things. So we ended up doing really well there because we already had people that were at the event. And so it makes it that much easier. They're coming by, they're walking by the silent auction and sure enough, they take a peek and they're like, Oh, I want this, you know? So that was great too. And then we actually sold a whole bunch of t-shirts there as well. So that's one of those things that we feel like is a really powerful way to fundraise is to provide different options for people to get involved, giving them options to win a raffle or to come away with a cool prize or whatever. And uh, they feel good about doing it, and uh, it helps the overall cause. I love that. I love that. You know, one thing that kind of came into my mind while we were, you guys were talking about this, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because you help people of all different types of adoption. However, you guys adopted internationally. Do you think that it is easier or harder or the same for someone like yourself to say, hey, we're adopting, we're adopting, we know we're adopting internationally, and you pr maybe you even know the child that you're going to adopt, is that easier, harder, or the same than from someone maybe like me that would say, okay, my wife and I, we know we're not adopting internationally, we're just going to do a search within the U.S. for an expectant mom that wants to make an adoption plan for her newborn baby. You think people will get on board more for, hey, I want to help this couple out because they're adopting internationally than, hey, you're just going to try to add to your family. Why am I helping you fund your adoption? It's a hard question to answer. So I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but I just want to get your, your experience really because you help a lot of different people. What do you think? Sure. Yeah, I'm sure my uh, answer would differ from my wife. It's funny because she's pointing at me. It's <laughs> From my perspective, I actually don't think one is easier or harder. I actually think that it depends on the family's perspective. So mm. let me let me tell you what I mean by that. You know, in our culture as Americans, it's hard for us to sometimes ask for help. And I think when you have to go and fundraise, what you're saying is, hey, you know, I, I need help. And 
you know, we want our friends and family to kind of come around us and, and support this. And I think sometimes people have a hard time doing that. They're fearful of asking. They're afraid of what other people might think. And the perspective that we have is, you know, you're, you're bringing a child into your family and you're not asking other people to fund the ongoing expenses of raising a child. But what's different than you were to, you know, have a, a child by birth? Well, we have insurance there. There's a safety net. You know, could you imagine if you wanted to have a child and you had to pay for all those hospital expenses? Uh, that would be a major burden on families. There's no way we could afford having our own kids, right? And so in the situation of adoption, there is no safety net. There is no one that's paying for those things. And so sort of in, in, in the same light, what we're saying is, hey, you know, we're just asking for others to come alongside us and we want to bring this child into our family. And, you know, will you be part of our journey? Will you be part of our story? And so when families are able to, to look at it like that, instead of, oh, well, now I got to go and, and ask people for money, or oh, I hate asking people for money, or, you know, whatever, whatever their reason or fear is, if you can see it as, you know, providing a home for a child, then you're going to do everything in your power to, to go and fundraise. And so I think to answer your question, it's more about how you tell your story because every family has a story. Everyone has a journey that they're on in life and, and what's brought them to this, this point. And so I think there's some people that don't want to share that information on, on social media or they're fearful about what they're going to say or offending someone. But if you're fearful, people will notice that. They will sense it. And you're going to struggle to fundraise. But I think if you're able to communicate in a way that rallies people and, and, and shares your excitement. And if you're not just posting about fundraising events and you're not just, you know, trying to, to give people to give, but you're just doing it in the normal context of, Hey, you know, I'm a normal person. I'm doing all these other things. Here's what's going on with my family now. Here's what I'm involved in. And then, you know, you share about your adoption story every now and again, or if you've got a fundraiser and you're trying to encourage people to, to volunteer or to show up at an event or whatever, but you're not doing it in a way that's annoying people, but it's more about being authentic and, and saying, hey, come alongside us on our journey. We find that people have tremendous success. And whether it's a domestic adoption or an international adoption, in my opinion, it doesn't matter. It's about how you share your story, how you communicate with people, just showing that excitement and, and, and not being fearful, not caring about what other people think. But just going out there and, and saying, hey, I'm going to go have a great time. I'm going to have a great event and, and we're going to rally our, our friends around this and we're going to do whatever we can to, to raise the funds to adopt. Yeah, I love that. That's a great way to put it because I think I've talked to a lot of people that are like, oh, that's not me. I can't, I can't just go ask people for money. But it does take a little bit different mentality, a, a different change in the way you think about things. And like you're not out there selling. <laughs> you're not out there pushing anybody. You're just sharing your story and saying, hey, do you want to come along with me? So it, it does kind of take that that different outlook and uh, and going and talking to people about it. So I, I get it. Still, some people are just not comfortable with. Okay, that sounds great, but I'm just still not comfortable with that. And I would. What do you would say to somebody that says that? Well, just start. Just try. <laughs> I would. I would say you know. Listen, there's there's lots of options. There's lots of ways that you can fund your adoption, and so go after adoption grants. I hear people all the time say, oh, I make too much money or 
I'm not religious and I don't, I'm not eligible. Well, there's about 90 adoption grants out there, at least that we're aware of. And they're for people of every shape, size, and color. And, you know, some of them have uh, an income threshold, but most of them don't. And there are a lot for folks that are of a particular faith, but there's also a lot of grants for people that regardless of their age, their race, their sex, if they're married or not. So, you know, we created a, a grant matrix for that. We've got a list of grants in our, in our adoption funding kit that are available, but there, there's a lot of resources out there and there's a lot of ways. So we would definitely encourage people to go look into grants. If you're not good about asking people for money or you're not comfortable doing that, find ways that people can participate. A silent auction is a great way, you know, because there's getting something in return, potentially raffles, bowling events where you're having people come out, have a great time, bowling, music, prizes, raffles, food, all that stuff. I mean, you can turn it into a great event and you're not selling people. You're not asking them to give money for nothing. You're just saying, hey, come on out. We're going to have a great time. And, and uh, you know, it's for a great cause. And people are, they feel like they're a part of something. They don't feel like, oh, here's this family again who, you know, is asking us to, to just give them money. No, you're just saying, hey, let's let's hang out. We appreciate you, your, your family or your friend or, or whatnot. Let's have a good time and hang out. And in the meantime, we're going to help raise funds for adoption. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. And I would say some people that I've talked to too are like, okay, that sounds great, but we're just not the outgoing people that just can stir it up and everything and get people all excited. And I say, that's fine. But inside, just think, look in your inner circle of friends or, or relatives. And I guarantee you there's somebody there that is outgoing and is somebody that's willing to help you and just kind of help you put it all together and help you get that spark out there for other people to see. So if you can't do it yourself, try to find somebody else that's in your in your circle that can help you do that. Yeah, Tim, that's actually something that we tell our families to do is to is to, to find some champions, as we call them. You know, just a, a group of people that have various skill sets and experiences and and circles of influence and people that are just gonna encourage you and walk with you because you know, it is a hard journey. It's it's a hard journey leading up to the adoption and it's a hard journey after the adoption. So that's one thing that we really encourage people to do is you, you need to surround yourself with people that's going to just really hold your hand and encourage you along the way because you are going to uh, have a lot of inappropriate comments and questions that, that come at you from, from strangers, you know, when you're in line at the grocery store. But the hardest ones are going to come from from those that you're close to, your friends and family, unfortunately. So you do have to brace yourself for that and just be prepared and, and have an answer. But you just have to hold firm to your belief that, you know what, this is something that, that you feel like your uh, your family's called to you and that, that you're going to do this no matter uh, what type of uh, opposition or, or struggle it is. You know, this this kid is, is worth it and you're going to do everything in your power to to bring them into your family. Yeah, I love that. Sorry, go ahead. Yes. Tim, the other thing too that I think with your champions, those are people that you're going to ask to share your story too. So when you post on social media, they can share with their friends and their network as well. And so when you've got an event coming up and you want to tell people about that or when you have a need for volunteers or things like that, 
I mean, you can always get people involved. So, you know, even if you're not the outgoing type, even if that's not your thing, there are, you will have friends that can do some of that stuff and can pull people together. And so you need to, you need to utilize those folks because again, if it comes down to, well, what are your, what's your alternative? If, if you're not going to fundraise and you don't want to go into debt, well, what are you going to do? I mean, you can apply for grants, but if you don't get the funds for your grants and you're left and you have to fundraise, are you just going to say, well, I'm not going to fundraise or I'm, I'm not going to be able to adopt or the alternative would be you could get a loan or an interest-free loan. So, I mean, there are certainly options, but I think for those people who are really focused and committed to funding their adoption. And for us, we believe that anyone can adopt debt-free. We truly believe that. And that's sort of like what our mission has become because there's so many options out there, but you have to be committed. You have to be focused and just not, not be willing to, to give up or to give in to any type of discouragement. And so I think for us, you know, we just want to help encourage families past that point of fearfulness and make them aware of some of the struggles they might face. And, you know, we're all going to have disappointing fundraisers. Most of the families that we work with will say, oh, yeah, I did this fundraiser. I thought it was going to be great. And it just bombed. And so it's like, well, what are we going to do to encourage you to keep going? Because your next one might make up for the one that just bombed and more. So there's a lot to it. But I think surrounding yourself with a good community and, you know, as we call them, those champions who will help to share your story so that you can you know, have an effective next follow up fundraiser is huge. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love the fact that you put it out there. That there's so many different ways to raise money. I mean, a lot of people want to focus on the fundraising, like going out and trying to get other people to donate to you. But there are tons of different ways to raise the money you need. And one of them is kind of new and, well, at least to me, it's fairly new. It's crowdfunding. And I know you guys talk about this. And what's your experience with that? What, what have you been able to share with people about crowdfunding for your adoption? Yeah, I mean, crowdfunding is essentially just an online platform that allows you to set up a profile and just share your story. And you can upload photos and some people are getting really creative and putting together a short little video where they're telling their story in a video format. But it's basically a place where it's just a landing page where people can come read your story and they can click on a donate button right on your profile page and you can raise money on that crowdfunding site. So there are a lot of people that are doing that, but they're essentially just setting up a, a profile so that Yes, people can donate if, you know, if someone just wants to give your family 20 bucks, they can just click on the donate button and collect the $20. But what a lot of people are doing and what we're trying to train people to do is you can use your crowdfunding platform to collect money for various things that you're doing. For example, if if you're going to do some sort of raffle or uh, some sort of other event you can actually use this as a way to actually collect those funds online. And it's great because they usually have those fundraising thermometers. So you can set your goal on there. Let's say you set a goal of $20,000. And as those funds come in, it's tracking the donations in real time so that all your followers can see what your progress is. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Have you seen anybody do crowdfunding where they like, okay, if you give, I don't know, 40 bucks or 50 bucks, then we'll send you one of our specially designed t-shirts or, you know, another way 
to give them something to get them to buy in, I guess, on their adoption. Yes, you, you can do that. You just have to be careful if the crowdfunding platform that you use provides a, a tax receipt, then, um, you know, just to meet those IRS standards, mm-hmm. uh, theoretically, you're not supposed to get anything in return for your donation. So you just have to be careful about that. But there are some crowdfunding platforms out there that don't provide those tax receipts. And so it wouldn't be, quote unquote, illegal for you to, to do something like that. So you just have to make sure that you read the, you know, the fine print and speak with the crowdfunding platform that you're going to use and ask those questions. Yeah, I think another thing, too, is, you know, we like to encourage people to utilize crowdfunding uh, as a means to manage their fundraising. Uh, Obviously, if you get grants, those aren't going to go through that crowdfunding platform. But what's great about your profile is it provides you a unique link. So you can put that on your adoption blog. You can put that on social media. If people are coming to an event, put put updates on there regularly. Someone donates or someone you know, uh, is interested in, in knowing what's coming up next, hey, you can actually put some of these updates uh, that you have in addition to your blog, in addition to social media, you can also put those on your crowdfunding page. So when people land there, they can also see other ways that they can get involved. You make it easy for people who maybe they're at an event and they're like, oh, shoot, I don't have any cash on me or I don't have a check, but um, is there somewhere I could give online? Boom, there you go. You have that link uh, available or you can just send it to them, private message them, whatever. And so it just it just provides a way for families to do more than just trying to solicit funds, but also to use as a means to manage their fundraising. So a lot of folks don't really do that. Some do, some don't. But we found when people use it consistently, they can provide updates about their adoption puzzle fundraiser or tell people about what's going on. And I think it's really impactful. We've seen that families that do that and do it effectively and and consistently, I think, is a big part of it, uh, see a lot of success. Yeah. Do you recommend, I mean, there's a lot of crowdfunding sites out there. Do you have one that you recommend? I would say there's probably three that we would recommend because they're all a little bit different. We like Adopt Together. We like You Caring. And we like uh, By Life Song for Orphans. So each one's a little bit different. I think the you'll want to look at the fees. You'll want to look at you know what the... Uh, different platforms provide. So for example, like you caring has low fees, but they don't provide tax receipts. For us, that's our preference is that, that there's accountability, that there's transparency. And so, you know, we think that there should be a tax receipt. Your donors should receive that for uh, giving to your adoption. Yeah. So, you know, we think that's a big one. These, most of them are going to be at 5% or less. There's some like GoFundMe. We're not opposed to GoFundMe, but you're going to pay more in fees. And so that's that's not one we typically recommend. So I think the three that we really are, are pretty high on, like I said, um, my story for uh, with LifeSong, you have to be a Christian and you have to be approved by LifeSong in order to use that one, uh, Adopt Together and You Caring. It just depends what your preferences are and we kind of leave it up to the families, but those are the three. And Adopt Together... Is that the one working with or through purecharity.com? Yeah, they have integrated 
those two platforms okay. separated now. They're they're working together. Okay. Adopt together is the main platform and it's using Pure Charities technology. All right. It's like purecharity.com. You can find out about it. Yep. Or adopt together. Or adopt together.com. Okay. Perfect. All right. Well, that's that's all good info. Do you have any success stories? families you worked with that say, Hey, yeah, we've done this, 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 and raised enough money for our adoptions. You have any that you could share with us? Yeah. I mean, there's a whole slew of families that have sent us messages. <laughs> it's really interesting. There's a family that we were working with not too long ago that recently adopted and they actually have raised over $56,000. Wow. They were able to adopt debt-free. They applied for 12 grants. And get this, they were awarded eight. Wow. And they raised uh, 20, I'm sorry, they were awarded over $23,000. And they worked their butts off. They did all sorts of different fundraisers. But one of the things that's really cool is that they just just said, hey, you know what? We're going to just apply to as many grants as we're eligible to. I think a lot of times families say, well, it's such a time commitment or I don't know that it's really worth it. Well, I can tell you from our own experience that putting in the time and the effort to really tell our story well and to share about our journey in a sort of an authentic, but I would even say vulnerable way because you're really telling a lot. Um, if you do it well, you're, you're sort of telling a lot of personal information. And so we find that people that can can share in an authentic and sort of compelling way tend to have a lot of success with grants. And so this particular uh, family, Lindsay and Blake, they just knocked it out of the park. And uh, we've heard from a lot of other families too, who you know have said, well, you know, we don't really make that much money. We don't know about many grants. What, what can we do? What fundraisers should we start with? And, you know, we try to tell people, you know, with your fundraising, find something that fits your personality. Find something that you're going to get really excited about and you can really have fun with. Another thing is find fundraisers that are going to at least get you $2,000 or more. There's nothing more discouraging than families that they spend all this time and energy planning and recruiting volunteers and sending out invites only to have either an event that's really not successful or they just they chose a bad fundraiser, one that you know hasn't really had a lot of success. So what we encourage families to do is, you know, we've got a private Facebook group for our uh, our boot camp, and so families just share with one another. They're able to kind of encourage one another when they're uh, successful or when they're not, but also to be able to ask other families like, what did you do? What did you do well? Where did you struggle? If you were going to do it again, you know, what would you do differently? And so that allows people to have more success and to help weed out fundraisers that were commonly finding out, hey, that really wasn't very successful. Or, hey, this fundraiser is having, you know, is successful for everybody. We got to get more people doing this. So it's really a, a great sort of community that allows for families to, I think, improve their success with fundraising because they're finding the best practices for those things. Yeah. I think that's important to a lot of people. You got to know what's right for you. 
And I, I'm glad you guys have this service on fundyouradoption.tv because, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but the service you provide, I think, helps pe- guide people down that road because it gets so overwhelming with, oh, I can do all these different things. Where do I even start? How do I know what's right for me? Where do I, how do I even go through it? And I would encourage everybody to go to fundyouradoption.tv right now and on that main page, actually on a lot of different pages you have there, but on the main page you can find it says get your free adoption funding kit. And this is just a free kit that you guys offer. All you need is your email address and they'll send you this step-by-step funding checklist that that what they've done, what they've used, what they've built, you, you can get it for free. And the other thing we've kind of alluded to, we've talked about it uh, a little bit here and there, is your boot camp. And I'd like you guys to just uh, discuss that. What exactly is your boot camp and uh, how do people learn about it? Yeah, our boot camp can be found from uh, our main page as well. You can also go to uh, adoptdebtfree.com. And we just created this series of videos and resources to essentially just walk people through step-by-step from start to finish. And we really encourage families to do the boot camp early in their adoption because what what we've seen is that those people who wait and just attempt to do things on their own and get far into their adoption, and then they start to stress out about everything. And they're like, oh, no, I I need some help. I need someone to help me finish out $15,000 in a month. Well, if you come to us at that point, it's going to be a little difficult for us to help you in that situation. And so we really encourage people to come to us early and we show people from the very beginning, okay, how do you set expectations and overcome your fears? Kind of like what we were talking about earlier today. Um, How do you budget? How do you crowdfund? How do you select the grants you're going to apply for? How do you get yourself set up to apply for the adoption tax credit? And then we actually, after we educate everyone on all these different things, um, at that point, we start to help people create their own personal fundraising plan. And we walk people through step by step. And, and then part of what we do is once you get through the whole boot camp and you've created your plan, you've selected the grants, you've selected your fundraisers that you're going to launch and you have timelines associated with all of these and various goals. At that point, we start having live weekly calls with all of our boot camp members and Uh, People can get on the calls. They can ask any questions that they have. It can be uh, very specific about a fundraiser that they're getting ready to to host, and they have questions about that, if they need help with their um, adoption grant applications, anything whatsoever. If they just need some encouragement, they can hop on these live weekly calls and, and find that. And it also gets them in the Facebook group with all the other families who are in the same boat as as themselves. So it just really is this community of people who we're all in this together. We're all here to help each other. We all want to see each other be successful. And you just aren't going to find that anywhere else. And um, that's what we're offering, really, because as we've talked about today, it's it's a hard journey and you shouldn't have to go through it alone. Yeah. yeah Tim, one, one of the things that, you know, we've put so much time and effort into this. So, you know, on Fund Your Adoption, there's a lot of free resources, but we've for a couple of years have wanted to create this boot camp, And, you know, as we were completing our adoption, we were, you know, living in Congo and we didn't have the technology to, to do that. But once we were able to come home and, you know, to create this and to launch it, 
put so much into it from fundraising letters to sample reference letters, pastoral references, the grant matrix. I mean, literally for whatever you need to find, wherever you're at in your adoption, we're going to provide you know, little cheat sheets, fundraising tips and, and crowdfunding tips. And we have examples of adoption fee sheets and we've got spreadsheets for how to create your funding plan and how to set your goal. Most people think that they just need to set their goal based on what their you know, agency or attorney tells them. But we, we know there's going to be unknowns in, in most every adoption. So we encourage families to set your goal at 10 to 15% higher so that you're in a better place so that you're not stressed out. So there's just so much information that we've, we've crammed into this boot camp. We, even talk, we even walk people through how to create their own adoption blog, how to make adoption announcements. Once you do... How do you keep the momentum going? So all these things are geared towards telling your story effectively, doing it in a way that's not annoying, but is, I, I think, effective at bringing people in to want to be part of your journey. And uh, there's just so much information out there. And we felt like, hey, you know what? If we can put this in one place, put it on demand, basically on video, and allow people to ask those questions and to to dialogue with other families, to get connected with other families, that we'd have a lot of success and everybody would be better off together and we'd sort of raise the bar. So that's what we've, we've tried to accomplish. And there's just so much in that boot camp that, you know, you just can't, you just can't uh, put that on a website and say, Hey, read all these articles because <laughs> there's so much more interact, interactivity and engagement within that group. So that's kind of what we've, we're trying to accomplish there. Yeah, it looks amazing. And I would suggest anybody go check it out. It looks unbelievably affordable too. I mean, you're going to save way more money than you, you spend in going through the boot camp. So uh, go to adoptdebtfree.com or you can find it through fundyouradoption.tv and uh, go look at their boot camp. And we want to do something extra special for those who are listening right now in in the future. If you uh, listen to this, uh, you may be beyond the date of being able to jump in on this, but anybody before August 15th, 2017, we want to be able to, we're teaming up here. We're going to give away one of these boot camp access to this boot camp, which is a lifetime membership. And we want you to hear from you. So I'm going to set up a page on the infantadoptionguide.com blog and you will be able to get there and just tell us why, what's going on in your world, why your adoption, why you need to fund your adoption, what do you need, and why is this information going to be important for you to get and go through. And, uh, and we're going to hold you accountable. We're going to make sure you go through it and be able to raise the money you need for your adoption because it really is that powerful and nobody should keep or have funding come in the way of them being able to add to their family through adoption. So I think we're all in agreement on that and we're all, we all want that for anybody who wants to build their family. You guys agree? Absolutely. All right. So we're going to set up a special page for it. I'll, I'll share that link for you here at the end of the interview, but I wanted to say thank you for Jeremy and Lori coming on, sharing your story, sharing all this great information about funding your adoption, which we could go on and on and on about. But really, thank you for setting this boot camp up because that is really powerful stuff. That's going to help everybody, like you said, find everything in one place. You could probably spend hours and hours and hours and hours trying to dig up all this stuff for yourself. And you guys have done that for them. So make it easy on yourself. Check out this boot camp and apply for this uh, free one we're going to give away because it's going to be very interesting to see everybody's 
what story you have and why funding your adoption has been a struggle for you, or you think it'll be a struggle for you. So I encourage you to do that. And thank you again, Jeremy and Laurie, the two places you can find them, adoptdebtfree.com or fundyouradoption.tv. Anything else you guys want to add? No, we just, I think, want to say thank you to you for having us on. And we appreciate uh, all the information and resources that you provide to, uh, to adoptive families. So really glad we could be on here today. My pleasure. I'm bringing you guys on as a big part of what we do here on the podcast. So I hope it helps a lot of people. And I uh, appreciate you guys coming on again. All right. An amazing interview with Jeremy Laurie. I absolutely love what they're doing to help us all be able to fund our own adoptions. I mean, this is why we all need help is because the cost of adoption and it's overwhelming. We need that hope that we can actually adopt, actually figure out how to fund our adoption. So we want to do something special for you. We have a giveaway and what we're going to do is cover the cost for someone, maybe you, hopefully you go through Jeremy and Lori's fund your adoption boot camp. You can learn more about it at adoptdebtfree.com. But the boot camp is the only online course I know about or that it exists that teaches you how to adopt without debt and coaches you each step of the way. I mean, they developed this boot camp to help you overcome all the financial barriers of adoption. They explain step-by-step each part of the fundraising process. They break it down into short, informative videos so you can take immediate action get your plan together and actually figure out how to fund your adoption. They give you all the planning tools, the resources, all the help you need to put that plan in place so you can adopt and have the hope to adopt and cover the costs, cover those expenses. So I don't have time to get into everything they cover in the boot camp. They do an amazing job on their website, adoptdebtfree.com. They break down the entire boot camp for you, all the steps, everything that's covered, all the videos, all the extra things they do for you. And they've helped over 2,500 families already. They can help you too. So here's what you need to do. Our giveaway. You need to go to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash bootcamp. Tell us why you need this bootcamp. I want you to get specific here now. Where are you at in your adoption journey? Tell us your story. And explain why you think going through this fund your adoption bootcamp is something you need to do right now. Something that's going to help you adopt. Why explain that there on that website at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash bootcamp. Here's the deal. You got to enter by August 15th, 2017. It's coming up fast. If you listen to this after that date, don't worry. You can still go to the bootcamp. You can still get access. It's very inexpensive. What Jeremy and Lori are offering I highly recommend you do that. If you're listening to this before August 15th, get in there, infantadoptionguide.com forward slash bootcamp. We're going to choose somebody, hopefully you, to receive free access to this bootcamp. So act fast. August 15, 2017 is the date we shut it down and choose somebody. So you can connect with Jeremy and Lori at fundyouradoption.tv. Learn about the bootcamp at adoptdebtfree.com. And of course, you can find all the highlights and links we talked about on today's show at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 48. I really appreciate you listening today. I can't wait to see your stories and see who will win that boot camp giveaway. Remember to enter by August 15th. And I really think this is going to help you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited about it. If you can't tell. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. And until next time, you are in my prayers for sure. 
as you go on the journey to build your family through infant adoption. God bless everybody. Thanks for listening to my dad.